welcome to the We Talk Health podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Castro, and today I'm in Milan, Tennessee at Milan Sports Plus. Joining me today is Lana Hoke. She is an occupational therapist with quite a few letters after her last name. You can check that out in the description, as well as Kathy Sudbury. How are y'all today? We're great. Thanks for having us. Doing good. Good. Thanks for coming on. So today we're going to be talking about occupational therapy. So Lana, if you could just kind of give me a definition of what occupational therapy is and then maybe describe the difference between that and physical therapy and we'll we'll kind of go into it from there well it would be very nice if there was a good definition for occupational therapy however it is very hard to define because it can look like so many different things depending on where you work what setting what population you work with generally occupational therapists work with people throughout the lifespan Mm -hmm. to help people be able to live life to its fullest and we work to promote health and prevent or help people to live better with injury illness or some type of disability so how long have you been an occupational therapist maybe give me some background (laughs) like what your background is of i graduated from ot school in 1992 I went to school at the University of Central Arkansas in Conway, Arkansas. Okay. Worked in um, a skilled nursing facility for a year and then moved to Tennessee. I worked with pediatrics for a little while, went back into a skilled nursing facility, did some home health, worked in the school systems, Mm -hmm. went to work for Milan General, and we did inpatient therapy, outpatient therapy, and skilled nursing treatments as well. So that's sort of a breakdown of the many places you can work as an occupational therapist. To become an occupational therapist, you have to, first of all, make good grades in high school. You need to have some volunteer hours with an occupational therapist. Mm-hmm. And then you apply to, to an OT school. You will have to an interview in which you are asked different questions and they explore your background and how you deal with stress. That was a big part of my interview. And then once you do get accepted to an occupational therapy school, your coursework is very rigorous. Our education is based in science. Mm -hmm. We learn about anatomy, the science of movement, how things move normally. We also in OT school, we have a um, psychological component. We go through coursework to address psychosocial issues mm-hmm. um, with our patients. We can even hold group therapy sessions for people who have may have different mental disorders or mental health issues. So that's a little different area that people may not be aware that an occupational therapist can can delve into. You asked about how occupational therapy is different from physical therapy Mm -hmm. and sometimes depending on the setting you can't always tell the difference between the two 
especially if you're in the pediatric setting, because a lot of that involves really just playing with children, although there is a a point to it all. Um, Usually we look at the developmental milestones and we try to work them through those so they're able to progress and live their fullest life. There are many different specialty areas that Mm -hmm. you can delve into as an occupational therapist. Once you get your degree, you can do just about anything with it. One of the reasons people have a hard time understanding what we do is just because of our name, occupational therapist. Mm -hmm. To a lot of people, that makes you think that we are getting you back to work. And in some cases, that's exactly what we are doing. But the profession was actually given the name occupational therapy in 1920. This was during the war. OTs became known as an entity during that war because of a need to almost trick the soldiers into participating in therapy. For example, you may have a wounded soldier whose leg was amputated. Mm -hmm. Well, to get them to sit on the side of the bed and work on balance, they may refuse to do that if you just walk in and say, let's work on your balance. Right. But the occupational therapist would come in and give them something purposeful to do with their hands, such as woodworking. And then they would agree to sit up on the side of the bed, Mm -hmm. working on balance, while they think they're just working on a project. Right. So that's really where the word occupation came from. Now occupational therapy has expanded and the word occupation in our title refers to any activity a person needs to do which has meaning to them. Examples could be basic activities such as eating or dressing to more complicated activities such as cooking, managing a home, returning to work or school, or participating in a sport. And some of the benefits of occupational therapy may include learning new ways of completing activities to decrease or prevent pain and injury, which may help people avoid surgery. Mm -hmm. We can also work to recover the use of an injured body part through exercise and other techniques and regain independence with daily occupations. So... That could be we may need to modify the way a patient does something. For example, if you've had a hip fracture, you can't bend to reach your feet. So we have adaptive equipment that we teach the patients to use so that they don't have to bend, but they can still put their pants on and they can still put their shoes and socks on. Mm -hmm. So that's just an example of how an OT would go in to help a patient in that situation. So what got you interested in occupational therapy? I knew I wanted to be in the medical field. Mm -hmm. And I first considered physical therapy, but I did not like feet. And I did not want to touch feet at the time. That's a very valid, very (laughs) valid thing. (laughs) Little did I know, as an occupational therapist in some of the settings, you end up sometimes helping people take baths and washing their feet. So I got over that quickly. Oh, well, you uh, were thrown to the wolves, as I say. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, Lana, let's say that I 
was having some issues and I, I have, have been referred to you. I've been playing drums for about 17 years. Ended up getting a degree in music education with an emphasis in percussion. I play three to five times a week with different groups and churches and stuff. Uh, but sometimes I have tingling in my hands. Uh, I've been told that like the way I sleep, which is on my stomach, my head facing a certain way, that could be a big reason why. So I guess... Not that I'm trying to get a free, free. Uh, trying to get a free evaluation with, yeah, here. Free evaluation, but if I were to come see you here in Milan, what would a typical appointment with you look like? Okay, well, you would come in for your first visit, and we would definitely do an evaluation, and that would include a in-depth history to see what other type of medical issues you may have had. Mm-hmm. Um, we would look at all the movements you would go through in a day. We would assess your movements, look at your neck and see how your neck can move. And if any of your movements reproduces your symptoms, we would check your nerve tension and we would provide you with different exercises, the ones we felt were the most appropriate to help your condition. Okay. And we would send you home that first day with some exercises that you can work on to see how those would affect your symptoms. Mm -hmm. Then you would come back for follow-up and we would progress you as we need to. I've done several podcasts and had several conversations with different entities of Sports Plus and Lift Therapy in downtown Jackson. And the common denominator that I guess I've learned after speaking to all of you is therapy doesn't only just happen while they're here in the building with you guys. There's a big aspect of it that is the quote-unquote homework that they are sent home with. Uh, so I guess could you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. When when we have a patient come in, we look at the patient and ourselves. We're the team. Mm-hmm. The patient has to have their responsibilities. They have to be invested in what they are doing. And so every every time they come in, we will look at the home exercises they were given and adjust them as needed so it that would look different depending on the different diagnoses the patient may have Mm -hmm. Um, for example if i had a patient who has come in with a stroke what i would do as an occupational therapist i would check their movement and if they had any movement limitations then they would be taught exercises to help with that movement also we could educate their family on how to help them with specific exercises and if needed we would also teach them how to dress themselves with only good use of one hand Mm -hmm. in the case of a person who has had a diagnosis of arthritis that has come in to see us we would look at how they normally do their different tasks at home from getting dressed to opening pill bottles to cooking tasks. We would teach them about joint protection techniques and exercises they can do to strengthen the muscles around the joint Mm -hmm. so that we can help them be able to live as pain-free as possible. We also delve into energy conservation techniques for those patients who may have autoimmune disorders that they just get tired very easily. There are several different 
conditions which cause that. Mm-hmm. So we would educate our patient how to arrange things in their home so that they're able to do the things they need to do and not become as tired or to let them understand it's okay to take a rest that, mm-hmm. that this society is so pushed towards go 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 people almost feel guilty when they stop and rest so a lot of what we do is i guess you could call it behavior modification in some way because we try to promote a healthier lifestyle at the same time as trying to help whatever disorder the patient is having at the time. There is also a specialty area of hand therapy and in that you would see maybe a patient come in after surgery and they require a splint to be made for them to hold them in a good position while they are healing. Mm -hmm. And then we would go into the treatment aspect of getting them to be able to move and regain their strength so that they can do the things they need to do, whether it be go back to school, go back to work, or just be able to take care of themselves at home. Mm -hmm. You mentioned a splint. Do you do that? Yes, I do. I do that here. So OTs do that. Absolutely, they do. See, that's something you probably didn't realize, that an OT I did not. can put a splint on them. Nope, I did not know that. You taught me something today. Thank but you. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Well, I, I know you specialize in uh, for stroke patients, and I'd like for you to touch base on that that's here in Milan, and if you could tell a little more about the SABO program that you have and a little more details of that specialty that you have. Okay. With the SABO arm training program, we assess a patient who has had a stroke or it could be any other number of neurological issues in which the patient has limited use of their arm or hand. There are different programs and different products that the SABO company offers. They can range from things that they wear on their hand to help with positioning or things they wear on their hand that's an exercise device. And I have been trained to evaluate those types of patients to see if they would be appropriate for the SABO arm training program. I have had people who have had a non-functional hand not be able to open their hand at all for years and then come in. They are appropriate for this type of device and after using it one time, have even been able to open their hand slightly. I mean, not, you know, like you and I can. But but enough to where it brings tears to their eyes because it's been 15 years and they haven't seen movement in that hand. Wow. It can be a a very good program for those who are appropriate for it. When you say appropriate, would it be like someone has just a, a stroke patient or what would cause that? The appropriateness would be the the amount of movement they have, the amount of tightness they have in their hand, there are certain criteria that would prevent them from being able to use the devices. And so that is something I would be able to address at an evaluation. And I'm also certified in the LSVT BIG program, Mm -hmm. which is a program to treat Parkinson's patients or anyone with movement disorder similar to a Parkinson's patient. That is a very standardized program that teaches the Parkinson's patient better movement 
patterns. It involves a commitment by the patient. They are required to complete a specific set of exercises and activities at home, which goes back to the home exercise program issue. And it teaches them to have bigger movements and it works on balance and weight shifting. That's a big problem that people with Parkinson's can have because their movements get smaller and smaller and smaller, and it's not necessarily a physical reason, more a perception that their movements are normal when they're really not. Mm -hmm. That's what the evidence has shown in all the studies that have been done on this type of program. And you've had great success with that, correct? Yes, we have. We've had great success. I've had people who couldn't stand up out of a chair the first day they were here that are getting up walking around the room without assistance at all. So it's it's an awesome program. And the earlier you get into this, the better off the patient is, the Parkinson patient. Yes, in a way, because it the, the quicker we're able to teach the different movement patterns, the less progression of symptoms. I won't say disease, but it it does benefit a a patient in the early stages of Parkinson's. Sometimes even if the person on the street can't tell, they have movement issues. But if we're able to start this program early on, it can prevent those movement issues from progressing. So it's early prevention of the symptoms. Yes. And another sort of new area that has been brought into the forefront is with occupational therapists addressing sleep dysfunction. So there is a a realm of therapy out there where we can look at the problems people are having with sleep because sleep is an activity of daily living that we address. And when you don't sleep, you have a lot of other ramifications physically and with your quality of life. So that is something I have been doing some training in and we'll be interested in getting that going well I might be your first patient because I don't sleep well so not knowing that OT I didn't realize that OTs could dive into that but Mm -hmm. it's a point it is a daily life activity right that is one of the eight standard activities of daily living that the occupational therapy framework of practice has identified. So, Lana, this has been a really great conversation about occupational therapy. Thanks so much for letting us come in today. So if someone were in the community and they had questions or they wanted to reach out to you about what you do, what's a phone number somebody could give you a call? They can call here at 686-2010. And I will be happy to speak with them about any questions they may have. Okay. And listeners, I will put that phone number as well as the link to the Mylan Sports Plus website uh, in the description below. So you can find that information there. Lana, Kathy, thank you all so much for coming in today or letting me come in, excuse me, (laughs) to talk about occupational therapy. I've learned a lot and I'm glad to know that this is offered here in Mylan. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And this has been another episode of Will You Talk Health?